Matthew chapter 13 introduces us to the parables of Jesus, rather mundane stories that are descriptive of the kingdom of God. If you've become familiar with the parables over the years, it can be easy to assume that everyone should understand them as well as you do. But we need to remember that even the disciples needed Jesus to explain them. I told the parable of the sower once to someone who had never heard it before, and they assumed it was a story on patience. Jesus only explains two of them in chapter 13, and it can be argued that understanding the parable of the sower is critical for understanding the rest. It's a simple story. A sower is throwing his seed, and it lands on various types of ground. The wayside, the rocky ground, the thorny ground, and finally the good ground. Only the seed on this good ground ends up taking root, though, and producing fruit. Jesus explains that this parable is all about how we hear the word of God. In verses 18 through 23, we're told that the word of God is like the seed. Some will never take root in people. That's the wayside. Some people are going to respond, but then fall away because of persecution or temptations to sin. And that's the rocky and then thorny ground as well. But some of the word is going to land among the good ground, which is going to take root and produce good works, transforming the listener into a disciple of Jesus. So why not just say that instead, Jesus? Why bother with parables at all? Well, the reason is found in Matthew 13, 11 through 13. He told them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to the one who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. The disciples heard and eventually understood the teachings of Jesus, not because they had been supernaturally imbued with the knowledge, but because they had pursued it. The rest of the crowd, they were content to be puzzled about Jesus' meanings and went away. It was given to the disciples because they wanted to work for it. Jesus says that the rest can be summed up by Isaiah 6.10. These were people who had heard the word of God, but had no desire to take it in. Next, we have the parable of the weeds. It would have been a familiar kind of story to Jesus' audience. Romans had laws specifically written against sowing weeds or poisonous crops in your neighbor's field. It's a story of a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while he slept, his enemy came in and sowed weeds, possibly even poisonous ones. And rather than pull them out soon, the landowner waits until the harvest time so that he doesn't uproot the good wheat with the weeds. In verses 36 through 43, Jesus explains that this is a simple picture of the world. The sons of God will grow up along the sons of the evil one. But in the end, there's going to be this decisive separation between them. The sons of God will be brought into the barn, while the sons of the evil one will be burned up. It reminds us that there's an enemy out there who's working against God. But God, being patient in his judgment, is letting the weeds and the wheat grow up together, lest one of his own people be mistaken for a weed. And this certainly seems to be the same message of Jesus' parable of the dragnet in verses 47 through 50. So far, the parables portray people as a rather passive agent in all this kingdom business, but we have two parables that show we're anything but passive. In verses 44 through 46, we have two parables about men finding great treasures and selling all that they have in order to obtain it. It's a parable on how much we're to sacrifice for the kingdom of heaven, and that we can be happy as we're doing it. Imagine if you had the winning lottery ticket hidden somewhere in your house, and it's worth millions of dollars. But it's not just hidden somewhere like under the couch cushions. It's hidden inside your house. Maybe somewhere in the drywall, maybe the plumbing, maybe even stitched in the couch cushion. How eager would you be 
to destroy anything and everything in your house to find that one ticket. Because that one ticket is worth far more than all of your possessions combined. That's what Jesus says the kingdom is like. When we are holding back from sacrificing from him, it's like leaving that lottery ticket inside because we just don't have the guts to actually go and find it. The parables show that only those who treasure Jesus are going to find the kingdom of heaven. Those who refuse to hear him, they don't treasure his word. Those who refuse to sacrifice for him, treasure far more in the world. And at the end of this age, there's going to be a separation of those who listened and those who rejected him. What are you going to choose? Mm-hmm.